Let's talk about the numbers because, you know, we're heading into that one weekend that signals uh, the start of summer for, for everybody. It's the most exciting weekend, I think, for Ontarians. We're going into this and people are looking at these numbers and wondering, when am I going to get freedom from some of these restrictions? Yeah. Uh, I understand May 16th, May 17th, possibly, we could see that. What would that look like? Well, it all depends, Alex, on the Chief Medical Officer of Health. Uh, he's going to give the green light or the, the red light. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see more positive results as we did with the modeling that came out uh, last week. It was, it was a positive result. But we just have to continue going down that path. And I want to thank the people of Ontario uh, because they followed the protocol and because of folks like yourself. I, I listen to you all the time, Alex. You just kept hammering the message, self-isolating, social distancing, and it worked. Uh, we're we're far from out of the you know out of the fight here, but we're we're going to continue on and see uh, hopefully uh, the downward slope of of the curve, and then we can open up the economy in a in a trickle and measure, and then open it up a little more. So oh okay, but the goodwill at some point, I think you well know, and I'm sure you hear about it, is going to run out because people are tired, they're stressed out. Um, yeah. There are people by the thousands losing their businesses. They are frightened. Um, and, and people want to have some movement and, and, you know, if you could possibly open up, you know, a trickle at a time, what would that look like? Are you looking at opening up parks, letting people go to cottage country? What does an eased restriction in the first phase look like? Well, Alex, I, I, I get it. People, people are getting cabin fever. I'm, I'm hearing it constantly and, and, uh, they're, they're getting frustrated, uh, but, but in saying that, I, I have to protect the people over, over you know, two weeks or an additional week of, of waiting. Uh, we, we have to measure and then we'll, we'll open it up. But uh, where we can, uh, when the time comes, it's areas that they can practice social distancing. Uh, may, maybe the outdoor uh, activities we can, we can lighten up. But again, it, it's all based on the chief medical officer and our uh, health table. If they give me the, the green light, there's no one out there that wants to open the economy up more than I do. I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm itching to do it, but I have to protect the health and well-being of the people of Ontario. Primarily, the projection numbers that we have seen are much lower than, um, yes. than anticipated, which is good news. But they're also hitting an area of vulnerability in the seniors' homes, the over 80. Will you, at some point, given uh, the, the stress and... Um, you know, the cost to the economy at large and to the greater public. At some point, would you be open to um, putting quarantine around those areas and opening up uh, so that, you know, other communities can, can open up and start to get back to some kind of normalcy? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that uh, comment. Uh, there's two different worlds we're dealing with. We're dealing with a world of long-term care and seniors residents uh, that we're putting an iron ring around and throwing every resource we can versus the public domain which we're seeing positive uh, results. And even when we do open uh, the economy up, we're, un unfortunately, Alex, we're still gonna see people passing uh, long-term care. It's not just here in Ontario, it's uh, around North America, around the world. It's just attacking the most vulnerable and, and the people over the age of 80 with, with vengeance. I've never seen anything uh, like it. So we, we will uh, lighten things up, we'll get the economy going, but I wanna give people hope. And I, I, I wanna give them certainty. Uh, when we start opening up and we, we fully open up, when that time comes, we're going to light a fire under this economy like uh, the province has never seen before. Okay, let's talk a little bit, though, about how that happens. I mean, the economy was flat before this thing happened. The GDP had not grown. We have obviously challenges in this country. 
and we say we're going to come roaring back, are you going to make manufacturing in Ontario a central role? I mean, we, we have outsourced everything to China. We have yeah. seen how China has behaved and the allegations against them. Are you going to be fighting and lobbying hard to get manufacturing brought back to Ontario instead of outsourcing so much to China? I think the, the world's going to change. I'm, I'm never ever, as long as I'm premier, going to rely on a foreign country to supply PPE, uh, no matter if it's China, Asia, anywhere over there, or even the United States. We can't have foreign governments dictating uh, the health and well-being of, of uh, our, our province. And right now, companies have stepped up to the plate, uh, especially in the automotive part manufacturing companies and other uh, companies, over 16,000 people. Uh, put into our portal so now we're making n95 masks we're making shields uh, gowns that we weren't making before and we're going to make sure that we continue manufacturing those uh, items ventilators as well uh, here in ontario not rely on any uh, foreign government uh, whatsoever i'm going to get back to the long-term care in just a second but i do want to stay on on the business aspect of this because we've got small businesses right left and center they're telling us they're going out of business they're hanging by a thread they've got days if not weeks they don't know if they're going to survive this, frankly. And the loans program being marched out by the federal government is not something they want. They want rent forgiveness. As the premier, you can make something like that happen. Will you be doing something further for these businesses? Uh, we will be doing uh, something further for the businesses. I've uh, uh, lobbied hard the federal government, and I give them credit. They've stepped up to the plate. We're going to be uh, rolling out uh, some uh, uh, rent relief or lease relief. I just have to remind everyone, there's 1.2 million leases here in Ontario. Everything in Ontario is massive, and uh, but we're going to be there for them. We're going to support them. We've re reduced their uh, WSIB premiums. We've uh, made deferrals on, on uh, taxes to a tune of $6 billion, and that's not it. We're going to continue supporting these companies. Very few premiers can say what I'm going to say. I've walked a mile in the small business people's shoes. I come from a small family run business and, and it's a struggle. I'll tell you, it's a struggle and everyone's, uh, you know, struggling right now and just barely hanging on by their fingernails, but the government's going to be there for them and we're going to be rolling this out in the next couple of days. In the long-term care section, you said the buck stops with you and there's no question. There's decades of, of uh, problems that have added up. It's a countrywide problem. Uh, it was not part of your mandate to overhaul long-term care, are you changing that philosophy? And after this thing is over, are you going to be overhauling the way we take care of our seniors? I think uh, not only are our seniors in long-term care, keep in mind 80% of these long-term care homes are privately held. Uh, my, my concern is, yeah, we have some good operators, but we have other operators that are worried more about their pocketbook than protecting the frontline uh, healthcare workers at their, their homes. And that's going to, that's going to change. But this is an opportunity to overhaul the whole system. And not just here in the, the public sector, but in the private sector as well. Uh, we're going to be doing things differently moving moving forward as uh, as a people. And uh, we're going to do things more efficiently. But there's an opportunity to see the cracks in the ship, as I say. And make no mistake about it, at every level of government, uh, Alex, there's big cracks. There's cracks here at the province that weren't exposed until a crisis comes. And then you realize uh, how the procurement system isn't running as efficiently as it could be, as our healthcare system can be run a lot more efficiently as well. Uh, right across the sector, uh, this is gonna give us an opportunity to change things for the better. Does that mean paying PSWs more money so that they're not running from home to home to home and having to have you know more than one job? Would you be willing to look at that kind of you know, giving a bit more money to stave off death, if not, you know, long-term uh, expenses? 
So we're, we're going to uh, take care of them. Uh, we're going to give them a, a, a bump. But uh, again, uh, those, those PSWs are heroes. They, they deserve 10 times more than what they're getting. Uh, the, the reality is, is that feasible in the, in the long term? Uh, but uh, they deserve more. We're going to give them more, uh, especially until we get through this uh, pandemic. But th these people are just incredible. Just imagine uh, their, their job going in day after day after day. The pressure it puts on them, but the pressure it puts on their families, worrying about if they bring, bring home uh, COVID. So they're, they're just incredible people. They deserve every penny times 10 what they're getting. Well, okay, now that you've said times 10, have you come up with a figure? Have you worked or negotiated a figure, or do you have a figure in mind as to what they would get? Uh, we do. We're, we're, we're working hand-in-hand -hand with the federal government. Again, I want to thank them for their support, and we're going to put a, a figure forward over the next uh, few days to make sure that we allow these, uh, these folks not to have to travel to, you know, put food on their, their table from home to home to home. It's not their, their fault, but that, that's... That's how uh, a lot of COVID ended up in the long-term care. And again, these people are just working their backs off, trying to put food on the table, pay rent, pay a mortgage. Um, so uh, moving forward, uh, they'll, they'll, get a, they'll be getting an increase. Then uh, as we get through this, uh, we have to have a serious talk with the private sector that owns these homes. All right. I know that you're uh, very busy, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back because uh, I'm looking at my May 2-4 weekend. Yes. If you could give me a date and possibly give us hope, what are we looking at as far as if the numbers move the right direction, when we could see some restrictions eased? Well, over, over the next uh, month, so we're looking at about a month from now, and if we continue uh, looking at the modeling and it starts uh, heading south, uh, I'll get the green light from the chief medical officer, then we can start opening up uh, the restrictions. But for any reason, and, and God forbid it happens, uh, you, it starts going the other way, we're going to have to keep it locked down. So it all depends on uh, where we go on the, on the modeling here. But uh, everyone in Ontario has done an incredible, incredible job. Well, I thank you, Premier. And as you can see, my little boy has been hanging over the phone uh, during the Zoom because he really wants to know, like your nephew, if he's going to be going to camp. Oh, going no, to camp. another camp. He's going to lobby me for camp like uh, Rob's uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, you heard uh, my conference yesterday, but I get a phone call from Robbie, my, my brother's uh, – son my nephew and he's about 12 years old and he he goes to me he says uncle doug can i go to camp this year and i said I'm, i just can't answer that right now he goes what do you I'm mean i'm going to camp this year <laughs> are you going to camp <laughs> and so he, he just like rob would say to me he goes okay do me a favor look into it and get right back to me <laughs> like as if i can look into it and get back to him well but, this little seven-year-old like so many others really also wants to know if they're going to camp so i know that yeah. there's a lot of pressure on that and i like sushi and yeah, and the, the faces and the smiling behind you. I couldn't keep a straight face, yeah. barely. I'm trying to focus to talk to you, and I was going to break out laughing, <laughs> seeing all the faces he was making. Yes, well, this is working from home, so I appreciate it. Nonetheless, okay. Premier, we thank you for your time. You Thanks, say thank, you thank you. Thank you. Hey, take care, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you.